Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Our devotion for today is based on 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Paul writes to the young pastor, Timothy, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and, am, and I am persuaded is in you also. First and Second Timothy are one of those pastoral letters like Titus, where we see that there's a great concern and love between a mentor and his pupil. And in connection with what we look at what Paul was going through in his first and second letter, Paul, when he wrote his during his first imprisonment, he was going through a number of different problems with the Jews accusing him of heresy and sedition, separating from others, and then that variety of persecutions that he faced in the early 60s AD. He had decent, decent living con- conditions while he was in house arrest at that time, which you can read about in Acts 28, and he was able to allow have friends see him at that point in time. So there's many opportunities for his Christian witness that were available, even while he was in chains at home there, so to speak, or on house arrest. So he was very optimistic for his release and freedom. So during his first imprisonment, that's the case. In his second imprisonment, when he's writing to Timothy, and second Timothy here, as we have here, he's being persecuted not just by the Jews, but by Rome, and was arrested as a criminal against the empire. So we see that he had very poor conditions. He was in a cold, dark dungeon. He was virtually alone, only had Luke with him at times. And his opportunities for witness were restricted. So you imagine... All of this time of him being able to go and proclaim the word of God freely, now we see that being much, much more restricted because of what his situation was. And ultimately, we see in 2 Timothy 4, 6 that he anticipated his execution. Now, this is very important as we reflect on what Paul was trying to communicate to Timothy, this young pastor that he had left in Ephesus when he had had him along with him during that first ministry. And so Paul, not really thinking of himself here, is thanking God who he continued to serve even while he was in prison with a pure conscience. And he remembers how his forefathers and ancestors before him did that. And he was thanking God without ceasing. Remember what Paul wrote to Thessalonians, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. So he's saying here to Timothy, I continue to thank God, even in the midst of my conditions, even in the midst of my chains, even in this dark, lonely prison, I still am thanking God, and he was still serving God in his letters that he was writing and the encouragement that he had and what he was doing, either what it be in communication with Luke and sending things out through Luke, through his writings, or communicating what the gospel had done for him and his faith. Paul is encouraging Timothy, this young man, this young pastor, this leader of this group in Ephesus, and reminding him that I continue to pray for you, Timothy. He says that in verse 3, I remember you in my prayers night and day. What a great reminder for our own prayer life. But he also makes the point of greatly desiring to see him because he's mindful of Timothy's tears. And 
Timothy exchanging letters with Paul, we see that Timothy is relaying to him all that's going on there and the struggles that the congregation was going through, whether it be the different false teachings that were arising there, the different problems that they were having between each other, whether it be the, the discipleship or the decisions that they needed to make. He ultimately, Paul was saying, I know what you're going through. I am praying for you and I wish I could be there with you going through it together. But Paul's presence in his prayer was going to have to be enough for Timothy at that point in time and the grace of God, the faith that Paul was trying to encourage Timothy to have in his Lord, which is ultimately why Paul was filled with joy because Timothy was still serving even in the midst of tears, even in the midst of difficult situations. Timothy had not given up because of the faith that he had in his Lord Jesus to sustain him in the same way that Paul had even while he was in chains. Paul encouraged Timothy as he pointed him to his forefathers and parents and grandparents, as he says in verse 5, And I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. It's interesting Paul is able to recall these three generations and point to the fact that this faith in Jesus, which your grandmother has, you know Timothy, which your mother has, you know Timothy, and which is also in you, because they were the ones who raised you and taught you and built you up in this faith. Paul reminds him, I know this faith is still in you, in your Lord and Savior, that he will not leave you or abandon you, but will continue to walk with you even when it gets tough. What a great encouragement for us here today in our Lord Jesus, our Savior, when our faith is put to the test, whether it be like Timothy's in the situation we face in our leadership, or whether it be in Paul's situation where death seemed imminent, where his accusations and persecutions had reached their height and were coming to a conclusion as he perceived. And yet the encouragement still went on between the two of them as they remembered one another in their prayers, as they shared letters, as they shared words of the gospel and the good news about their Savior, about the faith that they had in the one and only Son of God, who came and lived and died for their sins and ours, and gives us that confidence, that encouragement, that comfort, that he is with us night and day, and that we can continue to serve him with a pure conscience, recognizing that he is the one who has served us with eternal life, that free gift of his grace and mercy, to give us the confidence that we will be with him forever in heaven. This is a great section as we think about our mentors, our mentees, those who we continue to try to encourage throughout this short walk of this life and to continue to rejoice in the opportunity to serve our Master, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May the Lord give you strength through his word of encouragement always to continue to serve him with rejoicing, with thanksgiving night and day, and continue to look forward to the desire to see him that one day soon he calls us home to be with him forever in heaven. Until then, may the Lord bless us and keep us always in his saving word of grace. Amen. We pray. Lord Jesus, use us each and every day as we grow in your word, as we grow in our faith. Continue to help us to be disciplined disciples that encourage one another as we see the day approaching. Help us be mindful of our lot in life and to always give thanks for the eternal life you've won for us on Calvary's cross and delivering us from death itself to our victory with you forever in heaven. Until then, Lord Jesus, help us to serve with joy and gladness and with this peace in our heart, knowing that we are yours. Lord, lead us always as our gracious and good shepherd to our heavenly goal. In your name we pray. Amen.
A weekly update and reminder here on September 1st already. We are looking at no Wednesday evening Bible class tonight. We will be having our congregational meeting in the church basement under the topic of the choir policy. Just a reminder that agenda for this first meeting of three will be focused on providing information and gaining shared understanding as is follows. A summary of concerns on both sides, faculty, pastors, and so forth, including a brief history of the discussion as it's taken place in the manual. And we'll have some breakout discussion with small groups, followed by a larger regroup of getting feedback on what the other concerns and questions might be. So that'll help us focus into our second meeting and what the plan is there. During the subsequent meetings, the focus will be diving deeper into areas of question and concern, as well as working toward the alignment as a congregation on this specific topic. So stay tuned for that. There will also be no midweek Bible class next week at this point in time. Uh, we'll be taking a break from our online Bible studies. It will be I'll be meeting with some of the newer school family members that e- evening in a group study. So no, no class this week or next. Uh, we'll continue to keep future opportunities for our online Bible study in focus. As far as bulletin announcements go, we still have our men's breakfast at 6.30 a.m., in the church basement, that's 6.30 for the breakfast, 7 o'clock for the Bible study. We'll be still going through the Gospel of Matthew. On the weekend of September 19th, we'll resume our Sunday school and Bible classes. We'll have our Sunday school and teacher installation that weekend and pick up with our Bible studies. I am looking forward to doing a Bible class on the study of what is membership. I've got some materials that I've been given and been studying and been working on for that Bible class series. That'll be a little bit shorter one, but uh, uh, just a few weeks, depending on how much attendance and discussion there is. So do want to call your attention to that. Also, last weekend in September, September 30th to October 3rd, is the annual Man Up Retreat in Wyalusing, Wisconsin. If you're interested in looking at more of that, it's manup.clclutheran.org. And uh, that's coming around very quickly. As far as our prayer list, we continue to keep in our prayers Mark Stelter after his back surgery last week. He continues to recover. Also, Brad Hagen up north in Coon Rapids, I believe. Yep, Coon Rapids. He is still in need of prayers there for his health. Also, Steve Groth, our brother in Christ from Zumbrota. We continue to keep his eyesight and his other health conditions in our prayers also. Marie Meyer, who is a sister of Grace Schreier, she's in the Red Wing area. She continues to battle cancer, and we want to pray the Lord's peace upon her. And also little Lila and Addie, we continue to pray for them until hopefully they get out of the hospital very soon here in the next few weeks, Lord willing, and be able to return home with their parents. We thank the Lord for all of the ways he's answered so many of our prayers over the last few weeks, months, and and last couple of years as well. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. We've been doing a short series on the fourth commandment as we've been working through the commandments. I thought it would make sense to go through a series on the fourth commandment as we're in back to school month, so to speak, here in August, September. So the last question or so I want to ask for the fourth commandment, again, based on a lot of the catechism material, is what blessings does God give us through his representatives? We've mentioned in previous weeks that God's representatives could be our parents. Obviously, we talk about that in the fourth commandment specifically when we say, honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you, that you may live long life on the earth. This is the fourth commandment with a promise, the first commandment with a promise in that sense. And so we have this blessing that we have is that this long life on earth is worth investigating. What does it mean to have a long life on earth? Well, the longevity idea there with the fourth commandment, and as we see in Exodus or Deuteronomy, this commandment with a blessing or promise, it ultimately shows us that, yes, it's, if we have godly parents that have raised us in the word as godly people and Christians, we are going to be blessed in our life through that. 
Does it mean that just by being honorable and respectful, we're going to have a long life here on this earth? Well, it could mean that, that God might reward us with a long life, but ultimately that longevity of life is more towards the peacefulness that we will find in seeing honor and respect from godly individuals, being given godly counsel and instruction so that we don't fall into all kinds of error and mistakes, whether it be with the choices we make or the teachings that we follow in this very mixed up world. What blessings does God give us through his representatives? If we're speaking about parents, the blessings would be having godly parents who provide and care for us and continue to push us and lead us and direct us to that one thing needful in our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, we see this godly parent instruction and this care protection could be in our representatives who take care of us. We've mentioned in the past, last few weeks, about the emergency response teams, the community leaders or governments that continue to try to make our community a safe place to live. Those would be blessings that God would give us through his representatives. As you think of pastors and teachers, they want to train us in the word of God or our education. We can see how that blessing we would receive from that in knowledge for life and hopefully the wisdom to apply that knowledge to our day-to-day life in a God-pleasing way. Those are blessings that God would give us. Relationship advice from God's word. Those are blessings that God can give through his representatives. So representatives is anyone that God ultimately would place in our life that we could seek godly advice from, which is why we want to pray for godly leaders, whether it be in our home or in our church or our society, because we ultimately know that those godly leaders are going to lead us to God's word and not to their own clever devices of their own. Once again, the fourth commandment is law in the sense that we've seen how we've disobeyed our parents and not always follow. We've been rebellious at times, not just to them, but to others in our world that have been representatives for God. But ultimately, we see God's love and mercy and forgiveness and that he continues to call us his children when we don't deserve it. And he continues to remind us of the faith that has been given to us, like Paul did of young Timothy through his mother and grandmother. Yes, we have parents and grandparents that teach us the way we should go so that when we're old, we don't depart from it and that we want to continue to rejoice in that blessing that God gives us through them in our lives and want to be that blessing for the next generation as well, whether we have children or not. These are the blessings we have as we rejoice in the blessings that God gives us in our faith, in our health, and our well-being, and the advice that we can seek through the representatives that he provides for us. We want to choose those good representatives that are going to lead us in the, the one way that the Lord has instructed us. So, as we think about the fourth commandment, let's continue to reflect on that. I'd encourage you to open your catechism to the fourth commandment. Look at all the wonderful verses that speak to these truths. And rejoice again in your great Lord and Savior, who has instructed us in these ways to lead us all the way home to him in heaven. This this brings us to our hymn of the day. We're looking at hymn 414 from the Lutheran hymnal. This hymn is entitled, The Man is Ever Blessed. It's one of those two stanza hymns, so it's shorter, so I'm going to do all six verses here for our closing. The man is ever blessed who shuns the sinner's ways. Among their counsels never stands, nor takes the scorner's place, but makes the law of God his study and delight amid the labors of the day and watchers of the night. He like a tree shall thrive with waters near the root, fresh as the leaf his name shall live, his works are heavenly fruit. Not so the ungodly race, they no such blessings find. Their hopes shall flee like empty chaff before the driving wind. 
How will they bear to stand before that judgment seat, where all the saints at Christ's right hand in full assembly meet? He knows, and he approves, the way the righteous go, but sinners and their works shall meet a dreadful overthrow. We continue to use the Lord's warning for direction in our life and continue to follow Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. May the Lord continue to be with you and bless you. We thank you for listening in to our Twin Steeples podcast today. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. May you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.